From painting to photography, from beadwork to woodworking, KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University presents Artbeat. Artbeat highlights the work and accomplishments of local artists from in and around Winona. Support for Artbeat is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. This week on Artbeat, we go in studio with artist Rebecca Van Acker. Van Acker, a painter and sketch artist, opened a new display at Gallery on the Lake in Lake City earlier this year. KQAL's Bill Stoneberg met up with her to discuss that new collection, her work with the Bloodtooth novel and game series, and her other artistic pursuits. Now here's Bill Stoneberg with Rebecca Van Acker on Artbeat on 89.5 KQAL. I'm here today with Rebecca Van Acker. Uh, she's a local artist who has work being exhibited in Lake City right now at Gallery on the Lake. Uh, Rebecca, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Cool. Well, uh, thank you for uh, joining us today on the show. Uh, just so people know out there, I mean, we've known each other for a long time, you know, basically since we were little kids, you know, and, uh, you know, um, our families hung out a lot together and stuff. But I'm kind of curious, you know, just for people out there, um, how long have you been uh, painting and stuff like that? A very long time <laughs> since I could start drawing. I was drawing. I remember that first paint set I had. I started out with oils, and then I learned uh, I don't really like oils very much. But, <laughs> but uh, I love I love trying different media. So I really launched into a lot of different things. So you work, you know, like you mentioned, there's you know different mediums that you work in, and you know ones you like or, or you know focus on whatever. You have inks, you have uh, watercolor, um, acrylic. Um, do you have a favorite or? Um, it honestly depends on what I'm making. Okay. If I'm making something for the game, uh, I do watercolors for them. I do kind of an eight by 10 size, Mm -hmm. um, watercolor. And the reason I like watercolor for that is because you can easily fill in a background for these things, um, with a watercolor, just make like a a nice wash. And I really, that's fun Uh for me. Those are the, that's the fun part. Uh And, you know, throwing salt on it and making effects, making things glow. And so, (laughs) and then, (laughs) yeah, the salt, uh, I'm not quite, what it does is it sucks the pigment into the salt and it leaves like a burst or a star kind of on the paper. Nice. So yeah, if I'm trying to make it like some laser beam that's glowing, I will leave that part white and make it like pink or something and then throw salt in it so it looks like it's crackling. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so. Oh, that's neat. I so. like that. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I, I mean, it works really good for the game art. And then mm-hmm. I just let the water color dry and then I can get those details in with like color pencil. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And we should mention too the uh, the game that you're speaking of. Um it is uh, so you work with a role playing game and create the images for that, and you also uh, are creating some novels that you're that are kind of tied to it, right? Yes. <laughs> so um, the characters and the storyline of the novels I've had kind of with me for many years, but I was approached by the um, people who were uh, developing this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew one of them very well. He was a teacher at my high school. Okay. And. Um, he remembered that I was into art. They wanted me to do the artwork, and they wondered if I would be interested in writing novel to go with the uh, the system. 
because it was kind of their idea to have novels that would become modules and go back and forth, like feed on each other. Uh I think that's a great idea. It gets kids involved. It gets people involved with the storyline. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You feel more invested with it, I think, than when you play, you know, because you've been immersed in that world from the novel. Yeah, That's right. That was the idea. We're still, like, kind of trying to get there, but it's a lot of work to write three novels. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. And then you're painting on top of that, you know, doing all that work as well. Yes, I'm busy. I don't know a lot about painting you know in itself but uh it it seems to me like when, if you're painting something large like that is it easier to kind of get kind of lost in it like you know you can like, but i think that's when like a studio space comes to be very important like your equipment and stuff because uh-huh. i am constantly backing away oh. moving from side to side just you know, and I, did, I never got, I never really learned acrylic painting in school. So I, I try to work on my strokes. I look at other pictures and stuff, but I know uh-huh. that I've never officially like learned huh. how to do it. I just like colors and I like trying to make those shadows work. So right. I do what I can. I'm really trying to work hard on my strokes because I know in, in some of my older work, not that great, but <laughs> well, that's how it works, though, right? You know, yeah. it's always a progression. Yeah, right. cool, cool. Well, um, so and just for people out there, I want to let you guys know um, if you want to look a al- like kind of follow along, you can check out uh, Rebecca's artwork at rebeccavanacker.com, and uh, she's got artwork there. And there's also uh, links to uh, the role playing game and uh, the novels, uh, information on that as well. So go ahead and check that stuff out. Um, so you have a lot of different styles that you do. You know, we, we kind of mentioned that a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. How do you decide, like, you know, what you're going to work on that day? You know, is it just kind of on demand, like what you need to get done? Or do you get inspired to like, yeah, you know what, today I'm going to start something brand new and it's going to be ink instead of acrylic or, you know? Um, good question. Uh, so... If I, uh, well, I will be hired. It's been a pretty good couple of years for getting commissions. So mm-hmm. I usually have one or two sitting there that I need to get done. Right. And that'll just determine what I'm doing. If I have an in-between period where I don't have a commission to work on, um, I guess I, uh, whatever's been selling really well, um, I'll try to make more of those. Mm-hmm. The giant flowers, I like keep selling out of those oh wow yeah (laughs) so i try to make more it's they're big they suck up a lot of paint Uh i guess i should probably charge more for them because (laughs) (laughs) right but you know i want um i don't want my art to be like so so expensive that no one can afford it i want people to have access to you know an actual original painting Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. so Yeah. That's fun. I like that attitude, you know, (laughs) like, you know, because that's, you know, I always think about that, too, when I go to, you know, art galleries and stuff and shows, local uh, receptions that, man, I, you know, sometimes I feel like I just can't afford some of it, you know, and it's like. And there's a, I mean, if you have stuff in a gallery, a lot of times the gallery will have like at least a 50% commission they take on it. So. And, you know, getting the work there and the tax and the artist is responsible for those things. And mm, yeah. and so their actual, you know, what they're making on it is mm-hmm. probably it's nowhere near what the cost is on you right. know, where well, you're getting it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's your materials and all of that, but there's also all the time you put into it right. as well. You know right. what I mean? It's not. The hours. It doesn't just happen mm-hmm. like that, you know. I right. Mean, so. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, um, do you do you have like a process where you paint every day or like um, kind of how, how does that work? Mm, I try to do like the editing stuff, the writing stuff mm -hmm. in the mornings when my brain is really working well <laughs> mm -hmm, right, right. with coffee and all that. And then right. after lunch, when you get that kind of slow, well, I always get really sleepy after lunch, but um, that's when I will do the artwork because okay. I can honestly be talking on the phone while I'm doing artwork. <laughs> <And> it's, just, <laughs> it's like my other half of my brain was working on the project or something. It's, uh -huh, yeah. it's weird. <laughs> well, that, you know, it's funny. That kind of reminds me of like, because uh, it sounds like it's more, the artwork side is more inspired. Like it's just coming to you, you know, which <laughs> is something that, you know, musician, musicians that we talk to mention that all the time. You know, you'll ask them, uh, you know, what inspired that song or where that idea come from? And they're like, sometimes they're just like, well, I, I don't know. It just came to me. So it sounds like that's kind of what you're describing, that that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, okay. Okay. So that artistic process is just kind of more inspired and it's like a feeling rather maybe than, than conscious thought. Huh? I do take a lot of, I mean, most of the pictures that I work on, they're my photos that I've taken. Mm -hmm. So I get a lot of inspiration from the photos and what I do with the photos is I try to like amplify it, you know, mm -hmm. like amp up the colors. Right. So maybe simplify the background. I want whatever the focus is to really look like it's just glowing, like in your face. Right. Right. Oh, nice. And there is a <laughs> lot of stuff like that too. You know, I well, and that's another thing. Like some of those photos are not the photos, the paintings that you've created. Uh, like you've brought some in today, you know, and those were pastels um, of the butterflies. And it's really cool. Um, let's talk about those a minute. You have, uh, they're in wooden frames, and there's a story behind that as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I want to just mention to everyone out there, because they can't see it, but uh, there's a lot of depth in these paintings of these butterflies. And um, l like Thank I you. said, they're, they're pastel. And the wooden frame that you have kind of, juts out there uh it appears like a shadow box kind of mm -hmm. which i think really accentuates the depth in the painting itself um kind of cool you want to tell us a little bit about it and the, the sure. frames and everything um the frames these are cedar frames and um a family friend of ours created these um we worked together um we went through a couple different iterations of frames mm -hmm. um and it's hard to anyone who's worked with pastels will know that it framing pastels is like awful <laughs> it's like the worst um you you basically have to protect it somehow because right. it's so fragile and it a gust of air can just you know mess it up a little and, right um so uh but however when you put a piece of glass over pastels you really lose the texture of it i think mm -hmm. um so how do you have a pastel painting that doesn't have glass over it that's still protected so my idea was it's not mine i'm sure there are plenty of people out there that have done the same thing but it's amazingly hard to find and order a frame like this it's like a two inch deep frame with a mm -hmm. thin um i guess front right yeah yeah um and what that does is it protects you from accidentally brushing up against it and there's no glass it mm -hmm. just has a, a back on it right so you can see the whole thing and yeah so the this friend of ours he is very a very excellent carpenter and, and made these beautiful frames and um unfortunately he um became ill and, and passed away recently so 
I'll never have any more of these. Yeah, but you have these. Have these, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. It really, I mean, I honestly, I when I look at it, that depth and that, just the frame itself is really helping pull that out. Thank you. You know, and that's really cool. I think if you, you know, I'm imagining when you're talking about putting the glass on it, it's like, well, yeah, my eyes would see that glass, and it would yeah. kind of take away that whole. There's always uh, a glare. There's is, always yeah. something. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, that's a really cool, unique way to to uh, get around that issue, and uh, you know, it really highlights the depth. I'm I'm real impressed with that. I'm really, I, you know, it's funny Thanks. the different things people uh, notice or geek out about about stuff, and that's <laughs> you know I think that's really neat. Do you ever do you ever experience you know we've kind of talked about how um, you know I've made comparisons to music and that you know and inspiration and painting um how about like you know writers often get writer's block do you ever have like writer's block where you, you just don't feel like painting that day or something like that yeah how do you deal with that? yes um there are definitely cycles of painting of art making mm-hmm. and then cycles where that doesn't happen and it's kind of easy to get like down when that happens but if i just tell myself hey it's just one of these mm-hmm. cycles where you know, I'm, I'm not doing a lot right now, but it'll swing back around, and it does. And mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know how I come out of it. <laughs> <laughs> it just happens, huh? Yeah, it's just like, I got to do a painting now. Right, yeah, right. it's weird. I think sometimes, um, I think sometimes that... Uh, Artists, you know, artists in general, whether it's painting or music or, you know, poetry, uh, I think oftentimes there are some of those downtime periods where they're not producing as much. Mm -hmm. They're taking things in. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and you need material to take in Mm -hmm. so that you can kind of digest things and get inspired and. So, you know, I think sometimes those cycles might work to the artist's benefit. You know, maybe it's just part of your process, right? You Could know? be. So. And it helps to have a lot of other stuff going on. Like, there's always stories that can be written and mm. edited and uh-huh. modules. And there can always be, like, terrain. I'm really into making terrain for the game right now. Ooh, so nice, <laughs> nice. So I suppose yeah. even if you're not painting, there's still plenty you can work on that's kind of... Right. Uh, in the same realm, the, well, the to, whole creative yeah. process. I might not want to paint today, but I know I could edit that mod or something. Right, you know? right. Work on the rest of that novel, huh? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> gosh. That is one thing that I know I will, because writing the novel is fun. To mm-hmm. me, writing the novel was, was great. Awesome. Editing the novel is like, oh, <laughs> it's so, so harsh. And that is something that I have to actually force myself to do every day. Yeah. If I don't do it, it'll never get done. So right, right, right. I'm like, you will edit a chapter today. Uh-huh. When you once you've edited that, you can do something else. But for right. now, you are going to edit that chapter. And oh, yeah, it's kind of kind of like what I refer to as the grunt work here. Oh. You know, like there's certain tasks I have to do to produce a show there. Yes. You know, it doesn't take much. There, well, there's really no creativity involved in right. some of the stuff I'm talking about here. But, you know, it's like, oh, it's got to be done. Otherwise, I don't get the opportunity to create stuff. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, there's always stuff like that, I guess. Um, so you work off of photos, you said, right? Yeah. Um, and they're all photos that you've taken and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. is, is photography something? Do you ever release photos or are those just reference works for yourself? Uh, I don't regard myself as very good photographer okay there's always some horrible blurry wrong thing in my my photos i what i'm interested in in my photos is 
is the image I want to make clear? Mm-hmm. Does it have good lighting? Okay, right. So, and, and then I crop. Right. When I edit, as I'm painting, I edit what I paint. Okay, so. sure, sure. So, no, I guess no on the photos. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like part of your process to, yeah. to get the painting, right? right. Yeah, right. so interesting. Um, when you're painting, I mean, so we've talked about, you know, you've got butterfly paintings. Uh, you've got stuff that's more fantasy work. Um, we're looking, you have a, an ink right here, ink drawing that, uh, or it's a print, right? This is a print. This is a print. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Diana of the Surf. Um, and this is more of a fantasy drawing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have, you know, and you've got the stuff with the novels and the game. Um, I noticed because I don't remember if we talked about this yet. I'm just going to go there. But mm-hmm. And I noticed online um, you've got some that almost look like, and, the, and these are nature scenes, I believe, as well, but they almost look like stained glass in yeah. the style that you painted them. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, um, where did that style, first of all, where did the stained glass style come from? Because that's really neat, you know. Um, I did a painting like that uh, when I first really started painting like acrylic paintings Mm -hmm. and it was a picture it was a winter scene i just liked the composition of the photo that i had honestly (laughs) looked Mm -hmm. at the photo i'm like cool it was out in the pasture it was all white and gray and we had this little horse he looked like a he was so furry (laughs) and he's white and he just looked so forlorn just standing on the hill looking out (laughs) you know it's totally bleak Uh and i'm like oh that's cool you know i mean it from such a white photo what can I do with this? And I kind of, it became all blue and blues and purples and yellows. Ooh, and, nice. and I'm like, if I just shut, the trees work really well for that because I'm like, there's a section of, you know, tree here and I'll just paint that space rather than painting the, the branch. Right. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. I like that, that was, a lot. It was fun. <laughs> nice. Nice. How do you, um, how do you decide if you're going to like, you know, do is it is that something where you're into a style for a little while and kind of exploring that? You know, making those shapes and then yeah. and then you just kind mm-hmm. of move on. So I always find that interesting. Like, um, uh, what inspires you when you make a change like that? All of a sudden, you're like, oh, I'm going to start doing this style. Then you start exploring that. Like, mm, I don't know. Um, I know I did a couple of larger ones because my sister requested me to do them for her uh-huh. um, in that style. And I did another one, and then I kind of uh, left it behind a little bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's Well, I wonder, too, sometimes if that's um, uh, like the artist challenging themselves and going somewhere and kind of stretching their abilities, and then once you kind of get that, it's like, oh, okay, next. You know. It, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I still really like that style. I, I've done some different ones that are kind of like that style, but just sloppier. Okay. Like not as rigid. Uh-huh. And I guess it's how rigid do I want to paint something. Right. I'm not really, uh, I never really liked doing the little tiny, like when I'm painting with acrylics on like a mm-hmm. big painting, I don't want to take that brush and make that perfect line, you know. Uh, uh-huh. I always like it to be more a smush. Okay. A smushy sure. feeling versus like a drawing like that is all about the line you know mm-hmm. sure sure so i guess the stained glass ones were kind of short-lived because i didn't like making those exact those lines, exact lines. Okay. The, with the trees and stuff interesting i might go back I don't yeah know. maybe there's something else to explore there yeah <laughs> but you maybe. know and maybe and the you know maybe that's a part of it too is that uh maybe the artistic brain maybe you need different 
things to feed yourself all the time or to explore, you know, mm-hmm. instead of, so you don't get bored, I suppose, you know. Or, yeah. So you continually feel that inspired feeling maybe. Yeah. Um, part of it also is I'm always, well, I want to go to shows and stuff. I'm always looking for that maybe this style is something that will sell well. So mm-hmm. I try like a variety of styles and if a certain style sells really well, I'll make more of that one, okay. you know. So sure. yeah, that's not like <laughs> I had an artist tell me once she's like, "You know, this is exactly the opposite of what they tell you to do in art school." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, well, I never went to art school." So <laughs> <laughs> So there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, I I would have loved to, honestly. I love school, but Uh-huh. Yeah. So um, how else can people uh, find out about your work? Is the website the best way or? Um, hmm. Let's see what I, I know. I've seen things. a lot of stuff on Facebook. But yes. The actual, my uh, album on Facebook is public. Oh, okay. So Great. It probably actually has better range of my work on More Facebook stuff. than the website because mm-hmm. I will periodically go and tear down stuff out of the website that it's sold and things oh, like that. Oh, sure. So, okay. Um, but in Facebook, they, it just shows everything. So. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so you can see that whole spectrum of what I was talking about where you have different styles and right, different meetings. Right, right, right. You're going to get more yeah. of that on on the Facebook album. Okay. So, and nice. I, you don't have to friend me or anything for that. I mean, if you want to friend me, that's cool. But <laughs> 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 right. the public can see that album. Uh-huh. <laughs> And then uh, just so everyone knows, you can go to uh, RebeccaVanAcker.com. You can see her artwork there and kind of see what we're talking about here. And also she has work hanging at uh, Gallery on the Lake. That's in Lake City. Uh, It's in the Pearl Button Factory. Is that right? That's right, yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. So, yeah, get down there and see her stuff. Um, If you want to check out their hours and stuff, go to GalleryOnTheLake.net, and uh, you'll see their hours and uh, find out exactly where they are in Lake City and how to get there. Thank you so much, uh, Becky, for joining us today. (laughs) You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Billy. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again to Rebecca Van Acker for joining us on this episode of Artbeat. To stream this episode or any other episode of Artbeat, visit kqal.org and select the media tab. I'm Willard Hike. Thanks for listening. Artbeat is written and produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. Visit us on the web at kqal.org. Is art an important part of your life? Find podcasts of Artbeat and all your favorite KQAL shows at kqal.org. Artbeat is made possible by a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.